Welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon with your hosts, Mistresses Mia and Honey. Today we are joined by one of Mistress Mia's infamous nieces <laughs> and her close friend, Christian. And our, and our biggest fan. And, now, our biggest, and the biggest fan. Now he has said he's been our biggest fan, so we're going to honor that title. Yeah, <laughs> so we, of course we had to bring him on the air with us. Well, I'm honored to be here. I got to tell you, like being fangirled over at our party was just like a big boost of confidence. Oh, really? I bet yeah. it was. I, and on the other end of that, I was just sitting there the whole time just... Oh my god, this I remember I look around and I'm like, oh my god, this is happening. Like, holy shit. When y'all gave me the shout out on the podcast, I straight up went to work the next day and I was like, y'all hear this, I'm famous bitches. Not one person look at me, put some respect on the name bitches. Which one of y'all got this? No? Okay, bye. I'm gonna make sure his name goes in the title of this episode. Oh my god, I I have already told everybody about this I'm doing this tomorrow when that episode drops. I'm gonna put that show on loop yes. everywhere I go. I'm just gonna be sitting there playing. I'm sure if I'm not working, you hear this faint distance. Wow. Yeah, faint distance, like <laughs> over everything else. Like, what is that? Don't worry about it. I'm subliminally putting it into your mind because <laughs> fucking I'm famous now. <laughs> well, you know, we are in over 60 countries. Oh my god, now yes. I'm in 60 countries. You are. You've been in and, you know, people have contacted us all over the world, and they have always commented, you know, on one podcast or another. So, I mean, it's been great. That's it's awesome. been so much fun. Yeah. So, how did you start listening to this podcast? So, Alyssa and I actually went to Fairhope. I love okay. Fairhope, Alabama. That's, like, one of my favorite places. Just go take a day trip. There's so many wonderful it's things out there. Really? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, you can. But I'm a drinker, too. So, it's like, girl, you want to go drink one day? I can <laughs> the story about the dead dog. The dead dog, oh, the dead dog story. Our most yeah. infamous story. Hands down, like, I was dying. And it's like, I try to explain it to people too, but it's like, hearing it in the podcast and then, you know, obviously hearing Alyssa explain it, it's two different songs. Like, trying to find that medium of, like, trying to respect both sides. And it's just like, you know, just fucking listen to the podcast. Like, just fucking listen to the guys. And then people will sit there and like, oh my god, like a BDSM podcast. Like, it's so tough. And I'm like, no, it's fucking great. Like, what are you scared of? That you're going to find something you like? Like, because you sit there and listen to a lot of people and they're like, oh no, BDSM, that's like, but and they, scary. well, it's yeah. like I told you too at the um, party and it's yeah. like, you sit there and reference this stuff and they think of the most extremes because that's what's portrayed on social media or like any kind of platform and all that. Yes. And it's just like, no, there's so much actual more. I mean, don't get me wrong, there is extreme stuff. And I've heard some of your episodes, sure. like one of the girls when she wanted to be tied up in that basement for the weekend, I'm like, fuck. No, like, that's a great <laughs> idea. I'm not going to vicariously through you, but hell to the motherfucking no. Like, I'm like, put my phone down. Like, the minute I see you put that phone, I don't care if I'm in chains, I will fight you. Like, guess what? This just hurt. Uh, but no, and so, 
Uh, and one of my other favorite stories, too, is the enema bag. I tell everybody about that one. The enema bag and the bottles of champagne. The and champagne the enema. Just, yeah, he's just sitting there like, oh my god, Mistress Mia, I have to pee. Well, what do you fucking think was going to happen with two bottles of champagne and an enema bag? Right? Your fucking Thank ass you. is going to projectile diarrhea every fucking where to the point that if you use both bottles, guess what? You're not going to have anything else to projectile, and so suddenly your pussy's going to start beatboxing because it's nothing but air. I'm going to show you the picture. Oh my god. I've got the oh picture, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Pre-explosion. Oh my god. Pre-explosion. And then just sitting there like, well, can I go to the bathroom? What in your God-given right mind do you think you're going to be able to bet? I could see the bubble already forming in my head. Like, I put that ass blaster 3,000 down. And I swear to God, you start fucking spraying it upward and getting it in the trees, guess what? You're going to be cleaning it in those trees. Like, exactly. Just so they're looking at it like, I just want to make sure there's no disconnect. You think that you, like, you're going to do this and like, okay, that's fine, let's do this, but you're going to be shitting in my fucking yard, and I just hope we're all on the same page. So. <laughs> he sprayed that shit on the fence. You know what? Oh, my God. Like, do you remember the movie, um, what was it? Oh, Hall Pass. Yeah. That was a sneeze. This was a fucking sprinkler. Oh. And we're, <laughs> I'm showing you the picture during this podcast so you can laugh at it further. Oh my god, it is the funniest yeah. shit. Oh my god. I mean, imagine two dominatrixes out there by the pool. We're all in latex. We're mm-hmm. out there. We're fucking hot. You know, and, and here he's and this yeah. guy's getting dehydrated, like I'm all oh, heads, like yeah. fucking oh. sun's beaming down, ass blaster going off, Alcohol fucking spraying that it. shit everywhere. <laughs> you can't even get a good buzz because that shit's expelling out of your asshole so fucking quick. And he had a suit on though. He had a swimsuit, one piece. So to watch him pull that thing between his balls and his dick and squeeze it over on the side, just enough so he could spray his shit. That was just wow. It was great. Oh we love God. you, Big Tammy. <laughs> big fat bitch. <laughs> That's okay. Big Tammy, okay. I've never stared at champagne the same since. We have altered our minds. Oh. Yes. I can honestly say there's not a day that goes by when I drink champagne. I just don't think of it. So. Yeah. So Christian. Um, <laughs> Other than being, you know, just managed to be besties with a, a, a woman who has a dominatrix for an aunt. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any other experience with BDSM? Um, so with, it's like every now and then little, very little experience or some of it's vicariously through other people because mm-hmm. a lot of what I like to do is just people watch or again, like so human psychology. Yes, that is what, sometimes I'll dabble in, but for the most part, it's like I need to be comfortable in that space because I, again, I... I listen to True Crown podcast, so I hear the worst extremes of these, and I'm like, again, so that takes me in that space mm-hmm. where when that girl's sitting there getting locked up in a basement, I'm like, shit, I'm pretty. Like, I'm gonna die. Like, <laughs> so, no, I get too freaked out sometimes by that, but then there's been other times where, yes, I've been chained up, I've been electrocuted before, and that shit, like, turns out to be one of my biggest turn-ons is being electrocuted. You know what? Ooh. Have you ever experienced electrical sounding? Oh, hell to the... Okay, no. no yeah. I'm just telling you, my sub loves it, so I she, have the She loves to home. talk about it. She loves really? it. She would do it for you. I'm my thing, though, is just trained. like the sound. Like, my penis is my baby. Like, that is my body. Like, okay, that penis has done nothing wrong. Like, I just... I think we would have to have a very serious conversation. Like, buddy, you're, 
You're gonna get something stuck in you for a second, but we're just gonna see how this goes. We're gonna play this out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that would be. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, the electrical sounding involves one of the electrodes in a butt plug. <sighs> to kind of. Look <laughs> at my fingers. Oh my gosh! Stop it. <laughs> You know you want to. I mean, low key. Hold on, <laughs> girl. We might be doing a live show here. In a <laughs> hey, we, we we like filming live shows. <laughs> we, but, do have, uh, we do have one airing this week. <laughs> shut up, Riley. Yeah, smoking yeah, fetish. Smoky. What's a smoky fetish? A smoking fetish. Oh, smoking. Yeah. Okay. Right in his face. <laughs> so one of my friends, actually, um, she... It's funny because for a whole year she was Tinderella. And so she's one of my very that close friends. Tinderella. She straight up made a little cardboard out that looked like it was a Tinder profile and dressed up as Cinderella because her oh whole thing God. was like she was on so <laughs> she was on so many dating websites mm. for like a couple of years. And it was I mean Tinder, hey, she was even on Grinder. I oh. don't know why. A woman on Grinder. She is a cis woman. Women? Yeah, women go on Grinder. And she it was or on Grinder. And I mean I think she's just one of those like fuck it, I'm, I'm gonna do it just to do it. I'm confused. She yeah. just she didn't want anything. So, I mean, I think she just wanted the attention, honestly. Oh, but no, 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 not that. Nice. She was just doing okay. it to be funny. Like uh, one that uh, she needs attention. Honestly, it's just like, like fuck it, we're gonna. Cause she's one of my when friends. When you're a dominatrix, like, you, you 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 encounter so many quote unquote brats that it just. Like, oh no, not by any means. Because uh, <laughs> she is just one of those people where it's she, like I said, I love her to death. She's such a sweetheart. And she's just one of the. She's the one that taught me. To just kind of, if you're going to do something, do it. Mm-hmm. Don't hold anything back. Don't be ashamed. Because if it's going to get out there, it's going to get out there and you own it. Absolutely. And so for her, like she, like I said, she's an amazing woman. And I remember she was telling me when, when she was going through these whole um, dating profiles. And she would tell me about some of the guys she met and how there were a lot of them are submissives. And like one of them wanted her to ash a cigarette on his tongue. And I'm like sitting there and I'm like... Why? Like, awesome. like, I'm like, I'm just picturing the burn. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not judging by any means because I love this. Like, like that's one of the things I love about your podcast because sometimes yeah. you guys talk about like just the most extreme. It's the most extreme, but you explain it. It's yeah. not sitting there like, oh yeah, this guy likes to get fucked while his girlfriend watch. He's dealing with his mom's death. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, and like, so, and it's like, yeah, you're right. And then you make, I mean, not in that particular scenario. There's been other ones on your podcast, but. um that's what I like about it, and it explains it. And so, in a lot of scenarios now, I try to think of the psychology behind. Well, why are so? And sometimes it's just that people just want to let loose and have these crazy ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. another one, he wanted to. He wanted her to step on his tongue with a heel. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay. And then there's my favorite one. He said that he just wanted to clean all her stuff, and she pussy down didn't do it. And I said, girl. Why not? You don't fucking like to clean. Well, she does, but I'm like, clean all your shit. Just sit there, smoke that cigarette. And you're yeah. like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But, no, she's a huge. She's so funny. Um, I remember she one found time, this guy on Grinder. No, this yeah. one I think was on Tinder. Okay, <laughs> but no, I remember one year too. We went to my ex's wedding actually in Oklahoma. We flew all the way back, and we fucking. She, we were, I met this guy there, and in the course of us, like, bar hopping through one of the nights, I met this guy, and we're just in there all chit-chatting one night, and this is the kind of girl, like, she's very open with herself sexually when her boyfriend's, n- I don't know, it's not even that, it's like, she'll catch her on moments where she just does not give a fuck, and she's like, yeah, have I ever told you about my plan when if I was ever, like, raped? 
And I was like, no, what's up? And she was like, if somebody had ever written me, I would just get really aggressive with it. She's like, you hear all those stories where, like, you know, she's like a BDSM story with those rape fantasies. She's like, I would treat it like that and be like, yeah, you gonna fuck me? Yeah, you think you gonna rape it? So she's she like, seems oh, to she is, I think she is a secret undercover dominatrix. Like, I could see it. Just put it down. Like, Put her shyness away for a second. Let her get into it, and I could see her totally. I just want to. I, I think I need to break in with a little bit of a uh, content disclaimer, real quick. Um, rape fantasies are are valid, valid fetish and kinks. Um, it falls into the into the area of consensual non consent. Mm-hmm. For yeah. somebody who is interested in a rape fantasy, it's not that they want to be raped. They want to lose control. It's, it's just about the control aspect. Um, in a rape fantasy or consensual non-consent, everything must be done through negotiation. Yeah. Everything that happens in consensual non-consent has to be accounted for and prepared for. Um, it's also to say, I don't think anyone who is about to be victimized would have the mental power to sit oh, there and no, treat right. it like a, like a conceptual She's like one of those, she jokes about it. I don't think it Yeah, she I just that. wanted to throw that out there. Oh, yeah, no, um, not to victim anybody. But no, she yeah. is one of those people, like I said, she's just very open with herself and stuff like that. And I think in this world, if she let her guard down, and then put, I think she would be more comfortable with this and then she realizes it herself. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the whole negotiating thing. And that's even one of the things that I know we talked about just a little bit ago, mm-hmm. in which it was one of your podcasts, and that's what I love about your podcast, that it's very informative in so many different ways. You sit there and, like I said, you listen to these finishes, you listen to the explanation behind it, and then the negotiating thing. That's not something I would have ever thought mm-hmm. to even, I mean, thinking back on it now, like, yeah. yes. It is going to, you know, that makes sense now that that's going to be something that's a part of this whole thing. Yeah. But if I didn't listen to your podcast as a newcomer, a newcomer kind of coming into this whole world, yeah. like, yeah, you have your ideas every now and then, like you, what you think, but to sit there and listen to you guys really break it down, that's one thing <coughs> I absolutely adore about your podcast. That makes me really happy to hear. So, and that you are informative, and you're right, like a rape, in the sense of a victimizing, no, that's not, you know, something you want to sit there, um, and the rape fantasies, it's not about being raped. It's, like yeah, you said, it's, about losing the control with a lot of the other things. It's, and my biggest thing with myself, though, is I don't like... I like losing my control to the point where I still know I have the control. Well, and every sub who who goes that far, you know, you know the, sub, the submissive actually has the control. I noticed that, too. Like, even when I entered party, when I was tied up for the very brief, like not even a minute when I got on the cross mm-hmm. and Alyssa's boyfriend went to me and he fucking hit me so hard I was not ready for it it just went bam bam and I was just like holy shit and I cannot remember which mistress it was Gemini Gemini that's yeah. yes and she was like she like kind of stops him she's just like coerced and like rubbing her back she goes no it's okay and I'm thinking okay okay hold on this is good cop back <laughs> Did you get that motherfucker back? Yes! <laughs> I had him on his back, but I was doing a lot lighter. I was we love him, him but seriously. Oh, yeah, man, it was funny, because she was like, make sure after you hit him, you gotta, like, cool him and, like, rub his back, so I just keep rubbing his back, and then she goes, hit him on his butt, so I keep hitting on his butt, that I start rubbing his butt. Can I say his name? <laughs> yeah. Cortland, next time you want to whip somebody, you've got to start light 
and then build up. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> Portland, are you listening? It's right. it's like foreplay. It's like foreplay. You got a soft, you know, soft. little kiss, little kiss, and go with tongue. Yeah. Just like if I have an ass play, so I'm not gonna shove my whole hand in his ass right off the bat, even if that's what he wants. You gotta start slow. Yeah, it's all about the foreplay and the buildup. You don't yeah, want to yeah. go bust a nut right off the bat. You yeah. want to edge yourself into it. Okay, Alyssa, you have so much to teach him now. Oh, <laughs> so, Chris, oh, you're, you're not even from here, are you? You're, no, you're... I am. Well, I was born in California in La Jolla, and then I grew up in Denver. I also traveled around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my moms, she really liked to travel uh, where when do I was you, younger. Where do you get this beautiful skin from? So, my dad is Puerto Rican and my mom is Spanish. Okay. So, that's where you get me. We're a little bit of that beautiful tan skin, awkward personality. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's uh, a great look. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. You, you all have not seen pictures yet, but I don't know if we can actually post a picture of you. Oh, girl, do we're going to post you up then because. Oh, the fuck. Oh, my God. Do because. Make sure I get it. <laughs> Absolutely. Christian, Christian is a sexy, tall glass of water. Oh, my you, God. Not yeah. that sexy, tall glass yes, of water. You are. I don't know. I you are. You look curvy in the middle, and oh, you got a pretty yeah. face, pretty Thank smile, you. beautiful eyes. I remember when we were leaving the uh, party, when you turned to Cortland, you were like, you're a sexy fucker. Then you turned to me, you're like, you're adorable. You're adorable. <laughs> I was like, we leave, and I'm turning to us. I was like, well, I'm ugly. You- I'm fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn it, I'm fucking ugly. Let me explain myself. I'm going to explain myself. Here we go. So, Cortland, I really have not talked to him quite a bit, because that was really the the first official night that I saw him ever, right? We met at the restaurant briefly. But, I mean, I never got to talk to him or anything else. But, you know, you can tell he's just got this, like, this darkness. So, he has, like, a little dirty secret. I know he does. So we don't know it yet, but I know it, and I'm good at that shit. So let me tell you. So with him, there's a little dark secret, and you you could see that. With you, you're so out there. You're so wide open, and you have this this cuddly, sweet little personality. And, I mean, you're adorable to me. But you can still be sexy and attractive, and you are. But because of your personality, it's your personality that shined through that was adorable to me. And that's what Amelia... I mean, the first time you came in that night, you were like, oh, Mr. Smith! Oh, you know? I was so I was when I tell you, I was telling my coworkers that day, I was like, yeah, like, fuck, I was just telling, I was like, I don't know what to expect, there's going to be a orgy tat, there's going to be all this other shit, and even when I got here, I was like, alright, we're going to go see the orgy tat, like, I got a video of it too, before, like, everybody got there, yes. so I was like, obviously, I didn't want to take anybody's picture without sure. anybody's, because, you know, you go to these things, and your whole point is that you want to live without, you know, live in that moment, and you don't want to sit there and worry about that shit getting linked online later. Absolutely. So, like, I was making sure by, uh, before everybody got there, we were going to get the dungeon. And I'm sitting there showing the, the video of the dungeon the next day. I was like, yeah, that's why I got whipped. Right there. <laughs> right there. And the, or, um, the orgy tent was my favorite. Just because my friend Lauren, like, she was also standing right next to us. And we're just kind of zooming around, zooming, zooming, zooming. And then you see her. She's just like, the same facial expression I am, but you can't see my face. She's like, like, and it's like, it's not even anything that it was, uh, it's... Mouth it's, again. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> it's 
not that it was anything truly extravagant. It was like some blow-up mattresses on the ground. You're just still taking it to seem like, you know what's about to happen here tonight. You know. And we're feeling that energy. And the funny thing, as everything, we, the big thing we wanted to see was the orgy. And we actually left before it even started. But oh when we did, oh. there was some stuff that was going on in the tent. And Alyssa, Cortland, our friend, and I were just standing on the inside of the tent, but on the edge. Just like, you know, you ever seen Mean Girls when yes. Rachel McAdams making out with her boyfriend in the yeah. bed and then Amy Powler standing in the back? She goes, Y'all need anything? And I'm like, Y'all okay, girl? Like, shit, you're getting finger blasted pretty hard and then smack, girl. Like, something. Like, did you hear that honey actually went in when this woman is getting fucking plowed? Yes. With a, I can't, I, I'm, I'm looking at my niece saying this, Jesus. Um, <laughs> got a dick in her mouth, a dick in her ass, and then honey's like, is this your wallet? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> story, because I was on the follow-up with the next day no for your podcast. There's no other way yeah. to do this, because I, like, as a woman in the fucking orgy tent, you know, you start attracting the male gaze, you know? You're like, oh, oh no, 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 mm-mm, let me get... Because I, I, I walk in, and I'm like, maybe they're almost done. Yeah. Just hang back, and please, I don't want to interrupt this These women must feel like sheep about around a bunch of fucking wolves. I mean, these guys are fucking horny. Horny. I mean, they've all got their cocks out, and like, they're already waiting their turn. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm just Jesus. I remember one of the girls, she was getting tied up. And I mean, it was like for a good, I think 20, it was like 20 minutes this woman's getting tied up at the rope and being bound. It took a while to get into it. And I'm just staring mm-hmm. at her like, girl, kudos to you for being able to be in those positions mm-hmm. like for that long. And meanwhile, while this is going on, there's this other girl that's just getting whip like mm. but she but he did it right to her unlike you know somebody I'm not gonna name oh, that just left on me after three <laughs> but no just even watching that she's just sitting there like getting hit I'm just like oh my god A getting turned on but then I see the vagina and I'm like still gay still mm-hmm. gay we're good yeah. like <laughs> yeah you either like the JJ or you don't you know I mean it's just but you like boobs yeah, I mean, well, honestly, that's a genetic boobs. thing, though. Everybody, honestly, I like to yeah. play with boobs. Like, yeah. you can uh, like, go to get me to a strip club. Yeah, fuck, I don't care about <laughs> But is it something that I'm going to sexually desire later? No, but shit, like I said, live in the moment. How fun. Yeah. So, just a question. Have you ever been intimate with a woman? Mm-hmm. And how did that go? Um, well, I'm gay, so I'll let you... No, I'm just kidding. I'm gay now. Um, that bitch turned me. <laughs> you know, it was kind of one of those moments where I was, like, wondering, and then it happened, and I was like, no, nope, yeah, for sure. You look at that vagina, and I'm like, it's a... It's like a What bit. goes through... Because, I mean, you finished, right? Yeah. So what were you... What was going through your head when you're like, I gotta get this done? I was thinking of her brother. Oh, my. Yeah. Her brother. Wow. You know, it was kind of like in a train wreck, mm-hmm. and... Um, <laughs> John Cena is actually fucking, oh, um, what's the big girl comedian, blonde Amy hair? Schumer. Amy yeah. Schumer. Yeah. And he's fucking her. Did you see this train wreck? It's hilarious. Uh, no, it's okay, so he's funny. on top of her. They're doing missionary. And um, she's like trying to like, she's like, can you talk dirty to me? Something. And he's he's like plowing into her. He's like, I really liked you because you look like a dude. And he came. <laughs> You were thinking oh, no, everything, yeah, brother. That's, that's classic. Brother, like, all right, fucking close your eyes and pulls a 
So it was like one of those moments too in my life where because <laughs> I came out to myself as gay, I think, in my sophomore year of high school. And then but even looking back before now, like there's been so many little signs mm. that kind of came about. Like, for instance, whenever I was in elementary school, first or second grade, yeah. so the all of local and kids were all the same age, whatever, in our neighborhood. For some reason, we decided to do a makeout club. And so and it was just sweet and simple. Sure. Like it was just we're all kids. It was nobody was forcing us. We're all just little kids. We saw it on TV. Let's try it out. Sure. That's how I learned how to make out. And I will say I am thankful for that experience because not one person has ever complained. I have to teach other people how to make out now. And like still in this day and age, one of my exes did not know how to do it. And I'm like, no, here, give me your tongue. Like you start like you feel my tongue, this is what you need to be doing. It's like Anyway, performing a service. Right, actually. and you know what? All of his future partners, they can thank me for the yes. fact that now he knows how to make out and do some shit. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but no, and so, like, even back then, I, I noticed, like, I would like to make out with the guys more than I'd like to make out with the girls. And so stuff like, so I'm thinking about back then, I was like, yeah, I could see it. Like, I didn't know I was, in my head, I didn't know I was gay. I just knew I've always kind of liked guys. And then there's just been other things that kind of happened growing up into my young adolescent adult even into my adulthood where I was just like I said going into my sophomore junior year of high school it's finally like you know what yes I'm gay like there's no denying it and Mm -hmm. what's funny is um my mom she the way she found out kind of that I was gay I was actually talking about a girl that's what I was ironic so one of my friends he was obsessed with WWE Monday Night Smackdown and so he we're trying to my other friend and I were just like texting watching the WWE wrestling live and so we're like trying to find them in the audience and so we're just sitting there talking about these wrestlers and I was like yeah the blonde one's kind of hot and it was a female wrestler that was on TV but all I said was the blonde one's kind of oh, hot okay. so we're like talking about this blonde wrestler not using any pronouns just saying blonde wrestler yeah. pretty vague for no reason in particular and then my mom goes and looks at the uh, through my phone because you know she's nosy mm-hmm. and then that's when she found out and she was like are you gay because she's thinking that we're talking about the male the and I'm like I can't even make this shit up to explain to you that I was talking about a woman but I'm like you know what fuck it yes yes I'm gay and then like I said mm-hmm. then it was not the best experience though we were better now about it but yeah she tried to send me to this camp to go fix quote unquote fix right. me because obviously pray the yeah pray the gay away camp homophobia nah um did you you know I'm kind of pissed that I didn't go because oh. now that I think about it I could have had so much sex there I would have also been abused there <laughs> Yeah, that's irreparably. True. That's true. That's so true. yeah, you missed out on some great gay sex from some traumatized boys like yourself. <laughs> but yeah. you, you skipped the, the, the trauma of it. No, so <laughs> we're really glad you did not. Yeah, no, go. I'm very thankful I didn't go either because then that kind of started my journey of slowly moving through life until the point where I got here now, and now I live here with my dad and my other moms and my sisters. And so, and I'm like, I met so many wonderful people, like all of you, and Alyssa, and everybody else. So, I'm, in a way, it sucked that that was my coming out story, but at the same time, everything happens for a reason, and we worked it out later on, a few years later. We didn't speak, my mom and I at the time, and, um... Does she still think you're going to hell? So, (laughs) it's kind of back and forth sometimes we can talk about it sometimes it's just one of those I just have to say yes and bite my tongue okay. because it's not she's just like I said she wants to sit there and think that you know according to the bible you're gonna go to hell and I'm just like first of all according to the bible a lot of people are gonna go to hell for most other things like 
nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. A. Absolutely. And B, I mean, it's like stuff like this is why, like, Lil Nas and see how he's doing. He oh, got so God. tired of hearing, yeah, he got so tired of hearing people sitting there going, yeah, I'm going to go to hell. And then for him to turn around, like, and do the Montero Do video. exactly, yeah. And I'm yes. just like, and now everybody's like, oh, now he's worshiping the devil. He's I'm like, he's him. not no, really, no, he like, killed he's the devil. telling you exactly <laughs> his whole premise. So there is not one thing this man's hiding. He's telling you what it is he's doing and yeah. why he's doing it. And the people that are getting, uh, like, up in a commotion about it are the same ones that it's the tables are turned and it's like they're the ones doing that and you know no um she's just like i said she's slowly coming to it in terms of her own way but you know the funny thing too is it's like because she's even told me stories when i like when i first came when because it was a big like long week process when i came out to her because it was so um rocky with her and she's like you know it's just a phase yeah i was still in high school and she's like it's just a phase and she goes you don't think that i hooked up with women when i was young and i'm like mommy okay okay." (laughs) yeah she's like i was a bohemian i wanted to go live on the road and kind of just live a mommy i think you're bi (laughs) somebody said it somebody said it yeah. yeah, she's in there watching lesbian porn, oh, activating. Uh, <laughs> well, like, so before she even found out about this, like the whole wrestling thing, there was a moment before that. She's very OCD, like cleaning wise, right? So mm-hmm. back in freshman year, we all know about LimeWire, you know mm-hmm. that thing that you could download all those porns that you were thinking about. And then well, mine was for music, and I definitely killed the house PC with it. Oh, yeah. She wasn't as fun back then, so... Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, well, I they definitely... So, I never downloaded porn because I had seen, like, on the daytime talk shows about how a lot of those, like, you click on it, and all of a sudden you have all these pop-ups, and now uh-huh. you've got a virus. And it actually happened to the guy I dated in high school. Uh, yeah, really? yeah. So I just like I'm never going to a porn <laughs> site because um, kind of all, you from them. It, yeah, I didn't. I did not look up porn until I was in college and found Pornhub, which is a site that I would never recommend anyone using anymore. But well, yeah, wow, only fans now. Where you can go? <laughs> Clips for sale. Um, so your mother and her erotic behavior with the OCD and... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, so I was sitting there watching, of course, various amounts of gay porn with mine, because I was like, (laughs) this is, again, this is when, back in, like, my freshman, sophomore year, where I'm starting to really, it's starting to click in my head, like, I'm not straight, like, I'm clearly attracted to men, no matter how much I try to hide that, like, fight it, it's happening, so I'm, like, sitting there, I remember it was Sean Cody porn, like, all that shit, I'm like, Look at the daddy. Sometimes like, it would be some of that, like the white collar guys, you know, the college jocks, and then it's the daddies and everything. And I'm just like, okay, like fuck yeah. So having a great night, you know, by myself, alone. Got a little candle going. Got, yeah. Got the jerkins mm-hmm. in your hand. So again, I'm like, all right, I'm smart. I'm deleting She's everything. The stage. And, uh, <laughs> right. I like this guy. Yeah, Set the scene. Yeah. Take the picture. And so. I just remember, like, I'm sitting there and I deleted everything, you know, like I did, I thought the next, um, everything. <laughs> Going up, my mom picks me up from school the next day. And she won't even look at me. She's not oh, talking. Shit. And I'm sitting here in the car. And I'm going over my head. I was like, she found it. She found it. <laughs> and now I'm going to have to have this conversation that uh, I've already been dreading. Because, you know, she's also one of those that Antichrist is going to be gay. So I was like, I already oh, knew where God. this conversation was going to go. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, 
here we go, like, oh my god, like, here it is, and then she's just like, I can't believe you, and so in my head, I'm just like, fuck, she's found this porn, how am I gonna get away with it, how am I gonna spin the story, or yeah. what's gonna happen, and turns out, no, it was because I left three dishes in the sink, and let me tell you, <laughs> I stopped fucking watching porn for a good, like, like six months after that, I was like, no, no. and then you get the phones, where it's suddenly, you get the private browser, and yes. everything, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm slick, kid, I'm gonna lock my door, she doesn't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah you were in high school when private browsers came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The more you say, the more I'm more convinced, and I think everyone can agree with this, mm-hmm. is that mama is a lesbian. Yeah. I mean, neurotic behavior, overbearing, mm-hmm. anal retentive, I mean, all these Are things. Those the key things oh, darling. Yeah. And the simple Pretty fact much. of it is, when she's probably going in your browsing history initially, she's that you're, looking at for her own self. Oh, honey, yeah, uh, absolutely. focused on religion she's probably channeling her energy and you know subconscious addiction to potential you know lesbian porn mm. into religion I just feel like this is so groundbreaking like, <laughs> girl is a lap licker Ooh, girl no, I'm just yeah. kidding uh, well, it would not surprise me like, so is she divorced now so she well so this is my birth mom mm-hmm. and so she and my dad separated when I was really young so I didn't really grow up with him at all but sure. now she has met this guy I haven't met her boyfriend or fiance now but yeah. yeah from what I understand he was kind of the reason also in which it brought her around because he has a gay I think he has a lesbian actual daughter Oh. Yeah, actually, so, you know what? Maybe we are painting a clear picture. Boyfriend, this is what. Boyfriend has a lesbian daughter. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, trouble. Yeah. Um, that could be trouble. So, she, well, she's come around a little bit more, but like I said, there is some instances where she sometimes says things and you just have to brush it off because mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially when they kind of put that cone of religion around themselves they stay blinded and sometimes they say things that they don't mean to say because to them it makes 100 percent sense sure and it's like but like when she called me about the whole covid vaccine you know i understand everybody is on their own thing with the vaccine for whatever reasons i get it teach their own but yeah she calls me and tells me don't get the vaccine and i'm like i got it like and sure. but i'm so even you know at 25 not 25 i just legally identify that sure. um, <laughs> Uh, but at 25, I'm still scared of her, and so I was like, no, mom, like, even though I'm, like, clearly away, like, different states and everything, I'm like, no, 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 I'm, like, gonna hide myself, no, I did not get vaccinated, she was like, well, I hear it causes HIV, and I'm like, first of all, you work in the medical field, do not tell me you don't know how HIV is contracted, (laughs) it's not with the COVID vaccine. You gotta stay off the YouTube fucking <laughs> conspiracy thing. And, she loved, and the sad thing is, I'm a sucker for those too, but I watch them because I'm just like, this shit's stupid. Like, 
Yeah. Well, that's okay. So that's actually a problem, a YouTube, a YouTube algorithm problem that I have. And I didn't realize I had this problem until my co-teacher when I was teaching fourth graders. She was like, "This is the problem with YouTube because you could, it caters to whatever you're looking up. It doesn't want to show you." Oh, you're looking at this hyper fixated thing. Let me show you something that's opposite of that. No, let me show you more of that. Let's get you further right. down your this rabbit hole. There's one random thing that you happen to find. Guess what? Bam! Yeah. Uh-oh. So she's a little bit more accepting of who no, you she are. Is, but that's, I mean, that's that's the pretty good start. Um, like I said, even that whole coming out, just as much of a traumatizing experience as it was back then, and. Looking at it now, because honestly, my early 20s, I was alone, like, when I first moved out into my own self, that was when I finally, I was like, suddenly, I don't have to worry about any parental figures, anything, I mean, man, I turned into the biggest slut. Because, sure. you know, at a young age, what are you going to do? You're a young gay man. And, well, not only that, but, like, all throughout high school, I was 350 pounds. And what's ironic, so the guy that I lost my virginity to, we hooked up, I think I was a junior or senior in high school, we hook up. Don't really ever talk to him again. Three years later, when I lost a bunch of weight, mm-hmm. I'm hooking up with this guy. And I'm like, okay, like, wait, hold on. This room looks really familiar. <laughs> and, like, I'm looking around, and I'm just like, holy shit. I definitely remember, like, that painting being there. Like, where have I been here before? And then it clicked in my head. I was like, oh, my God, I lost my virginity to you three years ago. But I was so, like, I was such a bigger guy back then <laughs> that you, like, look completely different. Wait, I've fucked here before. So <laughs> two days later, he, like, after we hooked up then, he messages me. He goes, you know, after... I got done fucking you. He was like, I can't help but feel like I knew you from somewhere. And I was thinking in my head, I'm just like, oh my god, here it goes, here it goes, now he does. So yeah, then we he ended up piecing it together that we had, like, I didn't tell him at the time I lost my virginity because I tried to, you know, no, you, know That's you never want to admit no, that at first. Like, that's what a motherfucking so, doubt. The weight loss caused amnesia <laughs> and... <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> He didn't remember either. I mean, yeah, a total different person. <laughs> Let me tell you. Tell, I mean, it also was going through this period in my life where because I hate my curly hair, I absolutely you idiot. Then, no, I that's know. adorable. Back then, I hated hair. it, and so I grew it out. I grew it out because I wanted it to fall down. I was straightening it. So there's like, there's okay. I don't get there. So I'll find out a picture. Um, one of my friends, Ben. I I'm pretty sure I showed him the picture. But because he grew out his hair, he, he I remember uh, was a few months ago, I remember he like made the comment, he goes, well, just grow it out, it's going to fall down. I said, no, it's not. And I went to go show him a baby picture of me, and I was like, look, like, you go down, I go out. Yeah, like, you have the fro. I have the fro, and there's no taming it, you know, just like me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm the biggest bitch out there. I am the biggest bitch. I am <laughs> such a submissive person. It is not even funny. See, I just want to take him down this big bench and have fun. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's very clear that you're very submissive. Um, yeah, 100%. I know it. Like, And that's cool. We need to go get some gloves. Oh! That's cool. I've been using condoms as gloves for my fingers. Until we, until our, our inventory comes in. Okay, no, no love, no love. We get, it doesn't matter what kind of creative. Hell yeah, do what you gotta do. Shit, one time I couldn't find lube, so I had to go use, um... What'd you use? Vegetable oil. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it fucking did. And let me tell you what. <laughs> smelled a lot better than the lube, too. I yeah. smelled like I was baking all day. <laughs> 
finger looking good. That's fabulous. Oh, yeah, that's what they call me. Finger looking good. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you had any serious relationships? Here you go. Oh, yeah, I've had. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> Sorry, our guest has been waylaid by a photo of Big Tammy getting her. Oh, my God. And I can just pit, look at the heels and everything. Just get It's like the track pattern, the way that. She is, she, she, oh, yeah, she has definitely. been down and it's just like, I can see, I can just see everything about to happen. That champagne is about to fucking just erupt like not Vesuvius. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Um, yeah, I've had a, a good amount of serious relationships. Uh, and it's so funny because for the first, usually like three to six months if I'm dating somebody, I keep it relatively quiet because like, my friends are very vocal and outspoken to the point where I know the minute, and a lot of them, they can be judgmental at first, and I just don't want to deal with it. So it became a running joke that I would never tell my friends I was in a relationship until I wanted to break up with them. And then sure enough, for like a good like three or four relationships in a row, I would turn around and introduce them. Like, yeah, this is the guy I'm dating. A week later, we broke up. Oh, my God. And it's because I don't know what it is. Well, some of them I knew because they were like they were the bitches, and I'm like, I'm the bitch. Like, I'm the bitch boy. I want you to be my daddy. <laughs> like, that's how I want this to go. And... Ironically enough, though, it's like sometimes I hate, not necessarily that I hate being, I told you, I like losing control to the point, though, where I know I still have the control. And it's like I want that chase, but at the same time, just because you're changed to me doesn't mean I'm automatically like, you're going to work for this. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't call me face rider for a reason. And when I ride, like, fuck, you know, it's a treat for you, me, and everybody else. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Sorry, that's the best response I have. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I love that attitude. So, you know, we've asked, you know, a lot of our guests at this point, um, their main struggle. And obviously your main struggle was, you know, finally coming out to your mother. Mm -hmm. But what would you give advice to our listeners who are just like you? You know, maybe even a a young kid struggling in their teens or their early 20s to actually come out. You know, it's funny because I was actually in a situation, um, I was kind of having, we weren't really, we were having a thing, and he was my, one of my best friends, her roommate, and he was secretly, he's in the closet, but you look at him, and you're like, gay. Like, if you were to put him on side by side, you would think I was the straight one. Like, I sit there and wear shirts and shorts. He dresses immaculately. Like, he has to make sure everything's trimmed. I'm just like, fuck it, it's clothes. Like, as long as I'm wearing them because I can't walk around naked, I'm fine. Yeah. And so... He, you know, some of my biggest advice to people that struggle with their sexuality because of their fear. It's like, well, first of all, fear is a limitation you set for yourself, and it's meant to be broken. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so, if you're afraid, like, the worst case scenario is that, you know, for me, like, I, I was losing my family. And I lived through that. I lost my family. I was outcasted. They didn't want anything to do with me. And through there, though, other people came into my life. But that's, you how you that's how I got here. That's how I got here. That's how I met, you know... One of my other moms, Brandy, she took me in and took care of me for a very, you know, about three or four years. And she. Well, how'd you meet her? So, with her, she kind of. How did we meet? Um, she worked at Kmart, and I worked at Kmart. She actually really put in paperwork to adopt you. like. So, it was just kind of one of those things where she. We met at Kmart, and I was just young enough 
kind of, where it was like, you know, only a couple of years later, because I never actually went to any foster care system. She just kind of took care of me, took me in, and I was like, no, I was living with her. Like, I fully became hers. She took me, that was why I went to Oklahoma to go to school, because she knew some of the shit I was going through here, and she was like, no, fuck this, we're leaving. Like, because at first she even moved to Oklahoma. But anyway, sorry, let's go back to your question. I worked with her at Kmart. Back when that was a thing. And so that's how I... I miss Kmart. Girl, I know. Like, (laughs) shit. That blue light special got me every time. Is it weird that I miss their brand Joe Boxer? Oh, yeah. That was a big deal. They're sexy lingerie. They had the sluttiest lingerie in women's clothing. Oh. I mean, it was classic. Um... But so, so she was like, <laughs> honestly, okay. So ironically enough, when I worked there, because um, I was just this young kid, and so I, my job at the time, the whole side story, was to go around signing people up for those rewards cards. So I would oh, just yeah. have to walk around the store and, you know, just go, "Hey, can I help you with anything?" Watch them into signing for a rewards card. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't paying attention to where I was at. I'm just walking by and I see this woman shopping, and I just go, "Hi, ma'am, can I help you?" Well, she was in the lingerie department. She ah! looked at me, and I realized what I just said and where I was at. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's back it up. Let's back it up. No. I'm gay. I swear. Gay, 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 gay. Um. Yeah. I'm um, fabulous. Okay, you're like, great. This is just a rewards card. I swear to God, I am not going to shit what you want, but put that one down. It does not go over here. No, um, but going back to my advice, like I said, is just don't be afraid. Do not be afraid of the fact that if you're going to lose, it's a, it's a hard burden. I get saying that now, being on the end of it, now we're... I have lost everything and I've built my life back up and I think back sometimes in the life I could have had like what if I did go to that camp and I stayed because I you know my mom she it wasn't that exactly we were the wealthiest people but I was I had everything I ever wanted like I never had to go without anything Mm -hmm. and so going into life where suddenly that was taken away from me wow that was kind of one thing and so that's when Brandy kind of took me in and like I said she was just like no we're you're mine you're not dealing with this shit, like, blah, blah, blah. And so it is scary. It's scary at first because you grow up and you're like, this is my parents, this is my mom, this is my best friend, this is mm-hmm. the one that's never supposed to leave me. And then suddenly, you know, some of the stuff she would say, I mean, she called me the faggot of the family and stuff oh, like that. Wow. And it was just, like, it hurts. It hurts. Don't get me wrong. Like, Good Christian, that, mom. Good Christian. Yeah. <laughs> um, for a long she time, sounds I just not, like Jesus. <laughs> nope. No, I'm always on my knees, but I never pray. <laughs> Uh, so she. <laughs> I was gonna say praying for lube and dick. I mean, hey, like, <laughs> hey, 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 daddy. <laughs> um, but no, like going back into that now. Like I said, it sucks, but the greatest thing about falling is that in life that you get a rise. And so, yeah, you sit there and get cast out, but you know what? So what? You got cast out. It happens. And. I will say this, I was blessed in my life too and the fact that I had Brandy to catch me at that time because who knows what could have happened to me then. I was a young, vulnerable kid because like even said, even with her uh, guidance going into my early adult life and then going into my own, I was still facing a lot of this trauma that I didn't even realize it at the time. But there could have been a number of dark holes where a uh, dark paths that I could have gone if I didn't luckily have Brandy because let me tell you what I was a spoiled little shit and she did she straightened my ass well she gave my ass even more out but she did she was like no you're not dealing with it I had to learn how to cook I had to learn how to do dishes all this shit yeah I'm just sitting there like we had somebody doing this for us when I was a kid I'm just like where's the lady that comes and cleans your hat and I'm just like yeah yeah and then she looks at me she goes you 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 are the lady that cleans this house now 
fucking <laughs> doesn't get some glove and start going putting out my laundry. I mean, yeah. obviously she's a lot nicer than that too. But and one of the things that cracked me up with her, like she is, so going from my life with my mom where she was a very devout Christian and religious woman, Brandy was a bisexual pagan. So oh, it's like, wow. yes, I suddenly went into a whole, I mean, and... So very sexually open and expressive. Yes, with her, it was very like, you know what, no, this is life, don't be afraid of it. And so, I mean, like wow. I said, bodies are bodies, you're, you know, yeah, you can sit skin, there. Skin. And also, I've, I've been to different countries, I've been to Germany, like, I had my first beer when I was 12 years old. I've seen plenty of naked people, like, mm-hmm. walking around, because out in different countries, you know, nudity is just that. It's not nudity. It doesn't have to be something, something mm-hmm. so sexual and taboo. Just like, with the whole debate where men can be have shirtless but women still have to wear a bra so what they're fucking tits like <laughs> let them out free the tatas free yes the suck on them one way or one another yep. way you're a kid <laughs> yeah <coughs> but now like i said that would be sorry i always go off tangent no, but, no, 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 going back yeah just don't even if you're going to be afraid understand that if you put in that work you know and do what you need to do life does get better and like I said, even now, like, can I picture my life in a different way if I would have stayed and did different things? Where could I have been? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I could have probably moved on and been in the family business and, you know, built a good life for myself. But even then, my life here, I live a very comfortable life still. I have my wonderful family down here. I have Brandy out in Louisiana. I have, obviously, Alyssa and all my other friends and, like, all these wonderful people in life that I'm just like, you know what, like... Yeah, you can be cast out, you can be thrown on your bottom, like the lowest pole, but you can get up, you can fight it, and when you have those people that sit there and tell you, you know, that you put put you down just because you who you are who you are, you don't have to take it, fight it, and prove to them better. And for me, my biggest thing, like my whenever because I you know got myself through school and whatnot, and so I was like, you know, the one thing that always rang in my head was that when I told her too that I was leaving. Because it was kind of one of those, you know, like I said, it was an ultimatum. Either you're going to leave because you're not going to be part of this family or you're going to go get fixed. And I was like, no, yeah. fuck that. There's nothing to fix about There's me. Nothing wrong. And she, one of the things that was said to me was that you're going to come back. You're going to come crawling back begging for our forgiveness. And I was oh. like, that to me, I was like, no, that drove that, me. That and was so like the last. Yeah, I was stick. like, nope. So I don't care if I, I, I let I told way. myself, I, I was like, if I'm living way. in a car, I'm going to be shit living in a doing, cardboard like, box. I'm not fucking and, coming back here. On my and honestly, it proved to me how strong I was, too, because I mean, like, I live a very independent life, you know, like, do I have a very glamorous job? No, but I love my job. It's a great place. I love my coworkers. I love everything I do. Well, I mean, I could, and I've been where you work. I mean, you could tell the coworkers really get along. Oh yeah, they're like, a family. They're absolutely. Like you don't see any kind of drama going on. Between oh, we're all a family, and even if there is drama, they all, you know. We're all there for each other. This is my little shout out to you guys. Hello, hey. <laughs> Hi, Chrissy. I haven't seen you in a few weeks. <laughs> Come on, Chrissy. Um, I think that's right. But yeah, no, that's the advice I would give myself is fight. When people tell you you're not going to be able to mount it, fight. Fight it because honestly, you are so much more than what, you know, other people are not you. I mean, if you put in if you put in that fight, you know the reward is just so much better because, you know, no matter what era it was, there's always been somebody out there to support. Yeah. I mean, even in the '70s, you had Harvey Milk telling kids, "Just get on a damn bus, go to San Francisco, you'll find people." And like just, and and of course now we have all these great communities, and we even have. 
all these extra hotlines, like, you can go anywhere and find support. Every major city has a support system in place for for young people in need who have been victimized this way. And the greatest thing, too, is just that you sometimes you get random strangers. Like, you hear those stories where at Pride events where they just, it's like, I'm a parent, I'm just going to hug you. That, oh, that, the free dad yeah. hugs and the free mom oh hugs. That I cried so the, hard. Uh, one of the prides that I went to when I was a kid, because, again, oh. like I said, when I was dealing with a lot of, because a lot of my struggles, a lot of internal things, and so dealing with that, I think that was one of the first times I ever broke down in somebody's arms was because I knew I was so scared. Like for, I lived a very afraid life for a few years because I knew I was like, I'm gay. I can't, I tried everything I could in my own power to change it until finally, like I said, you know, one of the things you said you love about me is how very open I am because I had to find that confidence because then I had to tell myself, you know, there is nothing wrong with me. Like, yeah, I'm gay. So what? Like I suck good dick. And you know what? To everybody that I've, my bussy pop in. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. My bussy pop in. <laughs> but, no, I just embrace myself fully. And that's one of the things, you know, even then, trying to go now, and I'm still not perfect. I'm still, there's still insecurities that I'll have with myself. And I'm like, you know what, fuck it. Let's, let's just go through it. And one of my friends, like, she is one of the other ones that taught it to me because she is one of those, like, for instance, she, there was one time she had an STD scare, and then it turns out she ended up catching chlamydia, and so I remember when she sucks. called me, she was like, just don't tell anybody, and I was like, alright, I won't, like, you know, and then, so we get to work that night, and she, I could just see it bothering in her face, and she was just like, you know what, fuck it, I don't care anymore, and she, we're in the middle of a fucking rush at work, it's, we're all in the back, and it's like four or five years ago, and she just goes, everybody, I have an announcement, Oh no. and I just kind of turned, I was like, are we doing and she was like everybody can you stop what i'm doing it's a friday night at fucking chili's like we're all trying to get these honey chili crispers out the window like to go get to these people in cantonment because i swear to god they freak out if you don't get it to them in 15 minutes and i'm just Uh, like yeah those honey crispers (sighs) they're fucking great i'll tell you that (laughs) hey i live in cantonment i can say it i can say it no but um she's just like i have an announcement guys and i'm just like she goes i have chlamydia this is the face of chlamydia (laughs) and everybody and i'm just like looking at her like what are you doing and she was like if somebody's gonna make fun of it for me let me get it out of the way and i'm gonna do it first and i was like you know what you're right and ever since then that's been one of my other things like that's awesome i do something stupid all right you know what you're gonna hear from from me first because if somebody's gonna narrate this story and how i want it to be told it's gonna be me like (laughs) Well, you're a beautiful person. Yeah, you really you are. And, you. you know, insecurities are not, we all have them. You you have no reason to have insecurities. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. <laughs> you're terribly sweet. And honestly, I'm, I'm assuming you're single. Mm-hmm. Little, yeah. maybe? <laughs> so we can put a call out over here. Oh. Uh, looking for somebody. There is somebody I'm smitten about, but oh. that's all I'm going to say. All right. Okay. That's okay. Keep your secrets. (laughs) (laughs) But you're perfect. You you have no reason to change. Seriously. Don't ever doubt yourself. But I also want to say that y'all are doing such a wonderful thing with this podcast because it is so, and that's what I've been telling everybody about it too. It's so, it's informative and funny because I'm laughing at some of the stories you guys are telling because obviously like, because sometimes you've just got to laugh at the situation and it's just like, fuck it, yeah. I was fucking trying to fuck this guy with a big black dildo and got past the head and just said, good job, buddy. Like, <laughs> shit like that. Like, it's going to happen. I fucking projectile diarrhea all over a fucking fence. Uh, you know what? Way to go. Way like, to go. Way to go, big like, Tanny. <laughs> I got fucking, you know, like, you can just go on. But then, like I said, even 
going back to a little bit to what I said earlier in the sense that like being a young adolescent trying to find myself back then and going down you know finding out on myself mm-hmm. you know for people that are interested in the BDSM life you know I this is when I'm having discussions with some of my friends talking about your podcast that's some of it too and I'm like if you guys have questions about anything and you're afraid to ask somebody just listen to it you'll find an episode if there's something you're wondering about I'll send you the episode because you guys will sit there and not only engage in the stories make them funny but then you explain the psychology or you explain certain things to know like if you're going to do this be safe and BDSM and safety was not something I really two words that I put together before listening to your podcast mm-hmm. and then listening to it like you said the negotiation mm-hmm. thing like consent non-consent situations yeah. like yeah you guys have told stories on your podcast before but yet you still sit there and just still drive in don't be stupid going doing something or a you know, putting yourself in a situation that gets you in trouble, like, there is a whole system to this, there is a whole thing, and learning about that is a beautiful process, too, because I'm like, there's so much more to this world than really what I even knew, and I'm a very open person, like, I would listen to anybody and anything, because the human, like, just humans in general, they're so diverse, and it's so beautiful, and so... You guys are doing such a wonderful job on your podcast. Thank I love you. it so much. Yeah. Keep them coming. It's an honor that you're here, honestly. Oh my god, the honor's <laughs> all mine. Trust me, I'm gonna be going to work. All my family, they're gonna hear about it. And yeah, I'm gonna be sitting there telling them all, yeah, you better listen to it. I swear to God, the minute this drop, I'm gonna be going into that group chat and be like, Y'all better recognize this voice. That's right. <laughs> that is too awesome. Bet. Bet. Monday, yeah. Yeah, I've already got Got the content calendar in my head. <laughs> so, so for future reference, yeah. if you want, when you start dating, or your, you know, potential to sang, yeah. and you want to come and just play in the dungeon one day, mm-hmm. let me know. Mm-hmm. You can come, enjoy it, and have a good time. Jump in the pool with after. With my partner? With your partner. Oh. It's, it's going to be fun with two people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. That was that squeal. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wait, really? Wait. Oh, <laughs> I'm dead. See, there you oh go. my god. There, see, dead. it's fine. But so right. we can give you a nice little intro. <laughs> yeah. And and teach you a few things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like start. Yeah, because some you know what? I'm so, down to try anything once. Absolutely. Except for Metal Sounding Raw. I'm sorry, little buddy and I. We have to. We just, just September. What about September? The intro. Oh, yeah. We're having a little gathering um, next month. Okay. And, you know, you keep inviting people, which I'm cool with Christian. (laughs) But but Honey keeps saying, hey, I met this couple. You got to meet. I'm like, motherfucker, how many people you want to invite to this little gathering? It went went from 10 to 20. (laughs) So, bitch, you be cooking. So, yes, but we're having a little gathering. So, you can meet people in the lifestyle. You can meet some swingers. You can just meet somebody, you know, just to chit-chat. And this and, is just um, like we want to, I mean, it's, it's BDSM 101. Yeah. And if Cortland keeps beating ass like that, <laughs> he needs to come for the introduction, too. Yeah. But, um, but we get together, and I play this, um, I have this little game mm-hmm. that I created. and It's a great icebreaker. It's right? a great icebreaker, yeah, exactly. So we just sit around, and we tell our dirty little secrets incognito, and we throw it in a little bowl, and everybody has to, you know, get their little guess in on who yeah, they the potentially think. what? Yeah. Okay. It's very okay. interesting. Like, for the last one that, for the 
for the last one I went to, and this was coincidentally the first one I ever went to. This was before I was even friends with Mistress Mia or knew anybody, really. And the direction was you need to write down either something sexual you have done or something sexual that you have fantasy of. And, of course, at this point, I'm like, I've had no crazy sex, so there can't be anything I've actually done. And I wrote down that my fantasy was to be fucked by a woman in the office, like in an office setting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was, so, so it's that kind of game. And so, you know, she's got the, the one with all everybody's strips, and so you read out, <laughs> okay, somebody wrote... They want to be fucked in an office setting by a woman. And you have to guess. You have to guess who that is. Yeah. Okay, okay. And I, I guess Tony. <laughs> you're too. You, you, play, you play the game too well. I you gotta do let other because guess. I read people very well. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I have to shut it off. You know how like they have psychics and the psychic mediums have to like shut themselves off. I have to literally shut myself off because I can look at somebody and be like, I know what you like sexually. I'm not telling you. You know, it's like I'm blocking that out. <laughs> Okay, there's our screenplay right there. <laughs> there we go. I'm cursed to know what everybody wants sexually. That's a movie <laughs> waiting to happen. Oh, well, I can tell. Honestly, that sounds like a fun party game, though. Like, shit, we're yeah. all going to each other's sec- um, sexual fetishes. Let's do it. <laughs> like, shit, let's see how kinky y'all can get. I mean, right? I, still, I still am in awe over the first time I saw this happen, and I saw... I was so sure the sub was gonna like start yelling and getting defensive because she looked right in his face and she's like, "You want to dress like a woman?" <laughs> he would, he just sat down on the couch. Just sat down. <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. I forget it because I'm just like because the look on his face was like. Is he going to yell? I need to run. I mean, because it was like, well, uh, yeah, because he wasn't. He, was he aware of it at the time? No. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> but immediately, Helen, she looks at me and Honey is like, "How did you know?" And I was like, "She's like, she's dumbfounded." I was like, "Trust me, trust me. <laughs> it's a gift. I know these things. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a gift and it's a curse. <laughs> it's a great party game. Right I bet it is." <laughs> I bet it is. You know, I used to screw with my sister. If I can say this for a minute, this is absolutely hilarious. You know, your lovely aunt, Sheila, is what I always call her. <laughs> she's the third in the family, but she's like the middle child, and she's yeah. crazy. But uh, I would always screw with her because she would always bring somebody, before she got married, I would meet these you know men that she would date. And I was like, I know what he likes, you me tell you. <laughs> and she's like... <laughs> Uh, do I really want to know? I'm like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> so she introduced me to this, this one guy, you know, first of all, car salesman. I'm telling you now, he likes your dirty panties. Number one, you could just look at him. He's an alcoholic. So he is a dumb little drunk. Trust me. He wants you on top to do all the work, but he wants your dirty panties after. Sure enough, after the fact, she came back and said to me, you were so fucking right. How is it you knew this? 
scene, I love the people watch. I really just want to go to a bar with you one night and just sit there and be like, explain it all. Like, tell me, look at everybody. What's just he into? Yeah. Oh, I'll do that for oh you in a heartbeat. God, oh my gosh, she, love could, that. she could cruise with you and, and warn you about guys to stay away from, I guess. Oh, oh shit, where were you five years ago? Are <laughs> <laughs> you so tired? Take you both to the roundup on a busy Friday night. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, this is so bad. And my husband, he's just like, you've got to quit doing this. Like, seriously, you've got to quit doing this. I had this guy, he called me one day, and, you know, it wasn't about, it wasn't our homeowner's insurance. It was somebody who was actually calling to potentially sell us a different policy. Yeah. And he's like, you know, we could add on to this policy. He starts talking, and I'm like, Steve, let me tell you something interesting about yourself. <laughs> and so I was like, you're single, aren't you? You've been divorced? No, nope, you've never been married. So I'm going off on all these things, and I'm like, Steve, I hear some, you know, little hint of feminizations in your voice. He's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you want to dress up in panties, don't you? You like to put lipstick on on your Saturday night when you're at home? He's like, are you really going this conversation with me like this? And I'm like, oh, honey, I can tell you. You want to, you want to continue talking? This is I, on the phone. This is on the phone. Didn't even look at the man. Did not even so look at the man. So you could just tell it's just by the voice. Oh, yeah. So much by a voice. I mean, you could tell. I mean, it's just like a window. When you start talking intimate mm-hmm. with someone, because, you, you know, you ask certain questions and you hear little cues and it's like, you know. And he's just like, next thing you know, he's making an appointment with me and I'm seeing him in the dungeon. You know? <laughs> He's just trying to sell you insurance. I've been seeing Steve for six years, so. Oh, there you go. There you, you go. Still haven't gotten that insurance yet, so have you? I have not. <laughs> so, anywho, but no, the podcast is great. I'm so glad you love it. Uh, seriously. Oh, yes. No, and thank you for actually having it. Like. And, I, you know, I thank you for sharing all your information and your, your history, your story. Oh, you know, I mean... Any info is always helpful, especially, you know, we're in a gay community here in Pensacola, which is fabulous, right? No, yeah, like, when I'm sorry, I don't mind my story, too, because, you know, it's, everybody has a story, and everybody can always relate to one story, and like I say, you know, losing my whole family, it sucked, and I know it's a lot it's of horrible. positive gay men's fears, but yeah. you know what, like I said, I'm here to tell you I'm surrounded by some amazing people. <coughs> you think that it's one of the, and one of my um, guys I recently kind of stopped talking to is because he was in the closet and a mm. big reason why I think our feelings for each other were growing a little too much mm. and he was not ready to become publicly even though everybody already knew sure and so he kind of sh- pushed me away and we ended up getting into this big fight and talking and he was just telling me like he's still financially dependent on his family wow. and he's afraid to because they will take everything away and I'm like I'm literally your living proof to tell you it's gonna be okay yeah. I like, like you literally lived through that. Yes, like it, I'm not gonna let anything happen to you, especially because if I start caring for somebody, like I will do anything, mm-hmm. like within my own boundaries. Because I'll know, it, like if I start feeling like I'm being, you know, taken out, kind of like um, taken advantage of. Certainly. Then I'll just sit there and be like, pump the brakes. But for anybody that I really care and love, like no, I'm not gonna let you fall. You're, mm-hmm. and if you fall, I'm gonna be right there and I'm gonna get you up. But it wasn't enough for him, and I love him. I really like I mean he's a great guy um such a wonderful person I think once he finally does get to the point where he can lower his guard and able to live his life as a gay man open yeah, yeah openly gay man yeah he's 
going to have such a wonderful life. He just needs to get past that. And mm. so, yeah, no, I don't mind sharing my story because, you know, for everybody that ever goes through that, like I said, it you can fight. And that's all you can do in those situations. It sucks, but fight, and you will find yourself in a so like, I cannot... I cannot literally talk enough about my friends and how much I love them. Yeah. You've really overcome. I mean, honestly, you've grown. And, I mean, we haven't known you very long, but honestly, you can tell the growth and the happiness that is upon you. Well, so you. That's awesome. Really thank happy you. for you, honestly. Very, very happy for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> we love you, Christian. Oh, God, we love you. You, you, you are wonderful. I'm telling it to your face and on the air. <laughs> I'm gonna be listening. I'm gonna know every fucking word in this podcast. I'm gonna drop on Monday. I'm gonna be sitting there listening to it nonstop. But thank you, seriously, very much. Yes. Thank you, ladies, for letting me come in. Very much. And thank you for joining us, Alyssa. Listen to her auntie's sexy stories. This has been another episode of. Uh, Mistress Mia's Dungeon with Mistress Mia and Mistress, Mistress Honey. If you have questions that you would like answered on the podcast, or if you just have questions about our topics, about our guests, you know how to reach us. Um, tune in next time, and we hope you have a kinky day. <laughs> <laughs>